Hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson. Today we are finishing up our conversation with Pastor Josh Tice about fundamentalism. Last week we talked about some scripture passages. We defined what fundamentalism is. And uh, this week we're going to wrap things up with dangers to avoid. We're going to talk about hero worship, which in my opinion is a big issue in that movement. But we're also going to talk about fundamentalism's future, or specifically the future of independent Baptists. And we'll talk about some guys like Jack Hiles, and uh, you're not going to want to miss this. So let's just jump right in with our final segment on fundamentalism with Pastor Joshua Tice from the Southern Hills Baptist Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. We're talking about dangers to avoid now, and I I think we've already hit on some of that. But something that is a a firm part uh, of some segments of fundamentalism is legalism and hero worship and all of these things. Have you experienced that in in, in, in your background? I, I'm thinking particularly hero worship that borders on idolatry at some times. Sure. At the same time, I think that's also in the camps I, I, I dwell in now, with, uh, you know, in your, your reform type crowd, you have your big names as well. Why is that a danger? Uh, when, when you speak of hero worship, I, I know what you're referring to and I, and I, I haven't seen it as much as many uh, that I speak to friends of mine who have experienced there's a specific name or a leader and whatever they say goes beyond the simple they taught this in scripture and look what the Bible says. It's backed up. It's if this person combs their hair a certain way or wears the style of glasses or, or wears these shoes. I I haven't Kevin, I, I wish I could get into detail. I haven't seen that as much as many have. Uh, I think my father tried to uh, shield us from that side of fundamentalism much as possible. So I I can't speak into that very much just simply because I haven't seen it. I've only read about it. I've only heard other friends mm-hmm. discuss it. Um, but it can definitely be a, a danger. Look, nobody should be worshipped and nobody should be followed to the outside the realm of what does the Bible say. I mean, this is a Baptist distinctive, so I'm Baptist. I know not all of our your listeners are, but I'm a Baptist, and a Baptist distinctive is biblical authority. So, look, I, no matter how much I like a guy, if he goes away from the Scripture, I'm not with that guy. Now, I'll be his friend, <laughs> but I'll be able to. Right. I, if I'm his friend, I'll also be able to say, "Hey, I disagree with you on that." Guess what? You're wrong on that. And if if a friend cannot handle being told I disagree with you on that, then they're not a friend. Yeah. So I I, I think I guess those are my thoughts on on hero worship. Well, next time in, I'm in Vegas, I'm going to teach you how to hold your Bible like Jack Hiles held his. I know how to do it. So, <laughs> See, that's funny. That's, that's one name that does come up. I never had interaction with Jack Hiles, though he was still around, I guess, whenever I was a, when I was a teenager. But I have a lot of friends who remember hearing him preach. And really, the generation just before mine who, who really spent a lot of time under his ministry, from what I understand, was, uh, was a, a great leader. And a lot of people followed, but, but some took that to an extreme right. and... But yeah, no, I I never had any kind of interaction uh, with him or, or his college. Well, with all of these men uh, that we could talk about in fundamentalism, yeah. they all, despite yeah. their problems, there were there were apps. Even Jack Hiles had lots that you could praise and, and lots that you could admire, uh, and that's one of the reasons yeah. why they became the big names that they were. Uh, it wasn't just yeah. an accident. I, mean, I, I I still have on my bookshelf several books from Jack Hiles. That every once in a yeah. while I dust off and, and I'll take a read. I'm not going to adopt everything. Well, of course they did, but 
these were definitely personalities that are big, bigger than bigger than life. But I right. don't know that it's a problem that is. If I'll push back just a little bit, and that's what makes for a good conversation, right? So um, I don't know that it's a problem that is distinctly independent Baptist or or right. fundamentalist. In that you look in the SBC world right now, and and I have many friends in the Southern Baptist Convention. And I love the Southern Baptist Convention, but what what you see with guys like Platt right now, it's comparable. The young men and how they're viewing the future leadership of the SBC, it's very, very comparable to how men view Jack Kyles back in the day. Uh, those who follow the words of Tim Keller, for example, and I love Tim Keller. Uh, Center Church was amazing. I, I've been pre- First Presbyterian Redeemer uh, three weeks before he retired. I heard him preach in person. It was great. I love Tim Keller. But with that being said, you, you follow a Kellerite, <laughs> and you cannot find him disagreeing with Keller once. Right. Um, and so my, my thought is this, yes, um, or a Dever, a guy who likes Dever, you cannot find a guy who likes Dever that will disagree with Dever more than once. And my point is, I think this concept of hero worship, yes, it's been in this denomination or movement, I should say, but it's been in every convention. It's been in every denomination mm-hmm. that is young men holding up to high, high, high expectation and standard and, and love specific leaders within that movement. So I don't know. I, that, that's kind of my thought. I think you see it across, across the spectrum in Christian evangelicalism in America and probably throughout the past with guys like Wycliffe and Luther and, and uh, Calvin and, and on and on. I don't know. Those are my thoughts. What do you think? Sure. Well, you know, I, growing up in, in my background, I, I, I thought there was a – I would contend there's a difference. I, again, I, I see what you say about, with Keller, Dever, Platt, or – you want to throw in Al Mohler or some of the other great guys here. I, I no, 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 don't bring up Al Mohler. Don't bring up Al <laughs> Mohler. I love him. <laughs> um, but in my background, it was it was far different. Like, I've never tried to hold my Bible the same way Tim Keller does. or yeah. I've never seen – and maybe it's just me. I haven't seen people try to mimic the exact facial features of Mark Dever or – you know what? You know what? That is absolutely fair. You know what? You're right. In fact, now now that I'm thinking about it um, as well, I, I've heard there were churches that would actually put photographs in the halls or in the foyers right. of Jack Kyle's, and I've never seen that in person. Have Have you ever seen that? I have seen that. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I have it, and that that is going a little bit beyond. It's almost like, you know, the picture of um, Kim Jong Un up in the in the classroom yeah. or something like that. So. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that, but if it goes to that extent, it, again, like I said, we may be discussing something that I've never experienced, um, but yeah, if it goes that far, that's just very odd. Well, and I know pastors who have taken entire messages from some of these other big names, and that, that's what they're going to be preaching through. Yeah. So I, I haven't seen it. Maybe, again, maybe people are doing that with some of these other guys, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But not that my experience is going to be the definitional final word on the subject either well i do think i think if you're going to that extent and you're mim- mimicking the um the speech patterns <laughs> and the stamps and putting up photographs in your in your foyer i think that is that's a little bit beyond the pale that might be a little bit further than i've ever seen so i would have to agree our, our time is running out but i do want to mention two blog articles that you've posted new independent baptists and six degrees of separation a couple of years apart there but you have hope for Specifically, independent Baptists. And in my mind, I think independent Baptists, I'm thinking a segment of fundamentalism. So you have sure. hope for this. Uh, you, you've seen uh, spots of 
of inspiration. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I, most most guys that I know that would be independent Baptist that is 40 years old and below, that are 40 years old and below, really have stopped attempting to major on the minors and cause division in the body based upon based upon preferential issues. So, uh, and that doesn't mean every single guy is progressive. Our church would be would be considered in the independent Baptist world a little bit more progressive. Our music is is uh, more of a band. Our my dress is more casual. Our church would be considered more of a progressive church within our circles anyway. I don't, I don't see most guys doing that. What I see is most guys being tolerant of that. So what I mean by that, in the future, what I think it, in independent Baptist world is there will be my, more diversity. There will be some guys, I have friends that are extremely conservative personally, and not only personally conservative, but within their church ministry conservative. But they, are, they're not, they don't see those preferences as biblical standards. They see those preferences as preferential for their ministry based upon biblical principle that the Holy Spirit has spoken to them specifically about, but also believing that the Holy Spirit can lead an individual in a different direction if it's not opposed, outright opposed to the scripture. So in this area of methodology, I think in the future, what we're going to see is much more, much more diversity um, and much more tolerance. And I know that's a, not a word that Christians are loving right now, <laughs> right. but, but um, we understand what we're tolerating is, is uh, not sin. Unless, and, that, and that's my argument sometimes with, with guys, my discussion with, with both men that, are, that it would be elder uh, or younger than me, and that is you are absolutely right to separate over these issues if you believe that they are sinful issues. Let's take music, for example. If you believe that the music that that person, uh, for example, I grew up, I, I heard... Um, I remember hearing that Southern gospel was, was, was evil. Any kind of Southern gospel was evil. And uh, if you believe that Southern gospel music is evil, then, and it's sinful, I mean, genuinely, this is part of the devil's plan to pull down that church and that ministry, then you need to say it. If you believe that rhythm or beat is sinful, like genuinely, and you can show in the Bible, because we're Baptists, go biblical authority, show in the Bible that that is a biblically sinful thing. Uh, now, try not to pull the narrative out of context like Joshua and the sounds of war, but try to teach it from the Scripture that that's biblically sinful. Then somebody has to stand where they biblically have that, that value. And, and then once they say if that's a biblical value of theirs and they believe that, then they have to decide whether or not that that's their biblical value or something that God is calling the entire church of God to do worldwide. And uh, if so, if, if that then they have to ask the question, is it fundamental to our faith and that I can ignore the passages about unity in Scripture and separate over it? That's the path that somebody has to go. So what's happening, I think, is most people are not willing to walk that path anymore because they don't see that path as biblical. So they might have a personal conviction, a personal preference, but they're not going to demand that others have the same in the future. So I, I see a lot of hope in that. I don't think it's going to quickly turn, but I think what will happen is generationally, those who uh, who are uh, more concerned about, about um, methodology and style being the same everywhere, I think they're going to pass off the scene, and I think what we'll see is a more diverse, broader tent in the independent Baptist movement. I have noticed in the past two, three years that many who wrote me off as I left whatever form of fundamentalism I was in, I've been able to reconnect with. And I, I don't, they're not going to necessarily have me preach in their pulpit, but at the very least, you know, we can reconcile. In fact, some of uh, have agreed to appear on this podcast. So I, I, I am seeing some hope. You also mentioned the 
the resurgence of expository preaching among fundamentalism. Yeah. That, to me, would be the most encouraging and worthwhile change. If we could encourage that, that's going to take care yeah. of a lot of uh, doctrinal errors, or majoring on the minors, or you know, using odd and weird scripture passages to contend for things such as not wearing wire rim glasses or going to the movie theater or whatever. Yeah, going through the Bible and actually teaching. So I have several, uh, most of my good friends are just Bible preachers, expository preachers. Some of them obviously preach expositorily, but they'll not go verse by verse. That is, they're not sequential. Uh, they don't go verse by verse, next chapter, next verse. But really, there's a trend that I see and a movement toward verse by verse, next passage, next verse. Um, by the way, there's another good podcast out there called Preach the Word um, podcast, and that's by a couple independent Baptist guys, good friends of mine. Uh, and they talk quite a bit about expository preaching, and they specifically talk about sequential Bible preaching, um, just next chapter, next verse. And, uh, and I think that will help um, our churches return to a biblical diet uh, and not necessarily specifically all of these uh, preferential issues and demanding of uh, conformity in these areas. Well, finally, we're, we're at our final segment here, recommended resources. Are there any books that you would recommend uh, someone read if they want to get further into some of these issues? Well, that's a good question. You know, if somebody is a Baptist out there, they, they, would, be, they would do well to get Macbeth's the Baptist Heritage, I think is what it's called. It's a big blue um, historical resource. It's a fantastic read. It's not one that, um, you know, it's, it's not one that you're going to find at your local Christian bookstore. <laughs> so you'll have to get it on Amazon. But for me, that book was very helpful in placing myself historically. Okay, where did we come from and where, what is this whole thing? That was a very, very good book and, and extremely helpful. What, what, what's one that you would recommend? Well, I've got a ton here, and we're not going to get time to get some of these, and some of them are, but right on the top of my bookshelf here, the separate, the Spectrum of Evangelicalism, Four Views in the Spectrum of Evangelicalism is really good. Kevin Bowder. Is that part, is that part of the, um, is that part of the Counterpoint series? Yes. Okay, I love that series. I haven't seen that one. Spectrum of Evangelicalism. Very cool. Yes. i got to get that. Kevin Bowder going up against Al Mohler. It's, it is absolutely worth the read. You won't oh. regret that. And then um, if you're looking for more historical, you can get the, the fundamentals edited by R.A. Torrey. gives you a good idea of what they were fighting about then. Um, yep. Mm -hmm. And again, more historical. Three books by George Marsden about fundamentals of American culture, understanding fundamentals. Yeah, any, anything by Marsden was oh, yeah. awesome. His, his biography of Edwards, again, great. And when, when, you read, when you read Marsden and you read Machen, it does allow the modern, the person that calls themselves a fundamentalist today, a modern fundamentalist, it helps them to distinguish, okay, what were the fundamentals of a right. hundred years ago? What were they fighting for? What were they standing for? And it really does allow you to see the differences of the worlds in which we minister today. Right. Um, and and what, what is similar? What, it, what else are we fighting for even to this day? Yeah, so, yeah I definitely agree with that. Let's, let's throw in Christianity and liberalism by Machen yeah. um, as well. Yeah. Again, there are, there are much, much... Many, many more books that we could talk about, but we're out of time. Josh, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to uh, uh, hearing it a little bit later, and I appreciate you inviting me on. Hey, and this entire time I've been drinking out of my Pensacola Christian College mug just for <laughs> Awesome, man. Um, it's been a while since I've been back, but, man, that was the place where I met Heather and, uh, and began to grow my Christian faith like never before. I mean, it was amazing to me. I went straight from 18 years old, homeschooled, 
into a world. I, I grew up very in it. My, my parents were uh, really strict. Even to this day, we have a really deep and close relationship. But uh, when I went to Pensacola, you have to understand, I was 18 years old, and I, I grew up in such a strict home. By the time I went to Pensacola, I was like, freedom! <laughs> and everybody's complaining about the rules. And I'm like, this is awesome. I get to stay up till 11? What's up, man? This is fantastic. <laughs> now, what you don't remember is we actually met at Pensacola. Uh, we were in several oh. classes together. I was the, okay. the quiet nerd in the back. Actually, you and I would have sat together a couple of times just thanks to alphabetical order. But um... That is so messed up, man. <laughs> I feel like such a jerk that you're saying this. Well, you are a jerk, and, I, and I, that's one of the reasons I, thank why you. I invited good, you good. on. Good, you remember. I, I wanted to clearly <laughs> care about that. So that's what this is about? That's really okay. what this is about. So, no, I, I, uh, I, I would love to – this is what I decided. I told Heather a couple of years ago I'm going to stop pretending I know somebody <laughs> when I meet them. You know that, that feeling when somebody comes up and they're yeah. like, hey, Pastor, or hey, Josh, and you're like, oh, yeah, what's up? And I would always get caught. I would always get caught lying, pretending that I remembered whoever this person was. And I told Heather, I just got to stop. It's sin. And uh, I'm not fooling nobody. <laughs> That's no, so you funny. Wouldn't have, so, you wouldn't have known me. I was just the, uh, the recluse in the back that every once in a while argued with the professor, but that was about it. Oh, that's awesome, man. I wish we I wish we did know each other better because I would have loved to. But back then, I was not as, as probably into every aspect of theology or even yeah. um, uh, discussion point. I was that that wasn't where my world was at the moment. So uh, that's probably why I was not as paying attention as you were. See, I think if I remember correctly, I think we got into one conversation or I think I interrupted a conversation you were in with somebody who's. What was it about? We were talking about John MacArthur's distinction between. Uh, we're not distinction, but title pastor teacher. Really, I was arguing for a distinction between the ter- the two terms. And I can't yeah. remember the kid who was sitting next to, who sitting behind me that I overheard. But anyway, yeah, that's probably about. I'm sh- it. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I even had an opinion about that at that point. I <laughs> uh, I was interested in Heather and. Um, oh boy, that's pretty much it. Well, I think I, I think. knew your brother a little bit better than you, but. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I apologize for that. <laughs> thanks. All right. Well, we got to wrap up again. Thanks. Thanks for joining us and thank all yeah, of you buddy. for joining us. All right. We'll talk. We'll talk soon. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Pastor Tice, for joining us. That's where we're going to stop for today. Thank all of you for joining us. Don't forget to check out our website at www.basicbiblepodcast.org. Check us out on Twitter at basicbiblecast or on Instagram at the same thing. I'll try to get Instagram updated at some point soon. So join us back next week. We'll have another great episode for you posted, hopefully on time, but we'll see. So enjoy. Yeah, until next time, have a great